2: Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
3: It's BMAS and Beamer. Now Brian
2: Mazurowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN.
1: How we kick off a Monday? Heck yeah! <laughs> I'm revving up the engine here on uh, BMAS and Beamer here on WBEN. That's not that's not what my engine sounds like. It's mostly electric
2: now. It's it just mine sounds like this. That's what you hear. You know, I was thinking about your car over the weekend because I wanted to ask you that because you you go so long on electricity before the engine kicks in. Yeah. So is the engine not on at all when you are driving on the electricity? Um, yeah, well, it depends on what mode you have it in.
1: If it's like okay. all electric, then the engine won't be on at all. So you can it turn it in. on
2: a, a yeah. certain
1: mode? You can have it on like the complete hybrid mode, which is like most of my driving when I was driving out to Rochester this weekend. I was doing that just to kind of break it in a little. You can have only electric. You can have a mix of both where the car kind of decides which it wants to drive
2: in. Oh, that's pretty cool. That's cool. That's so when you more. drive here, you're in complete electric? Uh,
1: yeah. Yeah yeah that's like awesome. this morning that's, that's what I really did. cool so that's why I didn't get the uh, rev up the engine sound that we just had so yeah. that's why we play here <laughs> just so I can get prepared. I was a little disappointed because I was at a wedding in Rochester this weekend and I took my new car there and after you know years I drove a Honda Civic I drove a, um, a Volkswagen Jetta and you know they're uh, considered girly cars right so I was excited to get my new SUV and the first comment I got on it was like yeah I saw uh, it was from somebody else who drove we had the same car. Uh, but now, I obviously, I have a different one. And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw your new car. He had to get the, uh, the mom mobile. I was like, oh, come on.
2: <laughs> you know, I just can't win.
1: I can't win uh, whatsoever. Uh, but, no, welcome, uh, b and Beamer. A brand new week here on WBEN. And there's uh, a whole lot of stuff to get to. We're talking space, Ooh. the new space race. We're talking Goo Goo Dolls uh, who are coming to Buffalo Don't hold your breath. It's not until September of 2022, uh, you talk about a long wait for a concert. And uh, we're talking about the latest uh, vaccination push. But first, how was your weekend,
2: Joe? My weekend was fine. Uh, Friday, babysat my uh, nephew, and that went surprisingly well. I didn't really do anything. Uh, (laughs) I was going to say, I
1: I thought that was the
2: plan. Yeah, I went and picked up dinner. All right. That went well. (laughs) That went well. Uh, No complaints. And um, discovered something, though, Friday night. QVC is still live at 2 in the morning. And so I'm, you know, we were up at 2 in the morning, and I know QVC is live, and they're doing Christmas in July. We proceeded to purchase things from QVC. So now I know why they're live at 2 in the morning.
1: I thought, you know, I it was bad. I, I was called the mom mobile. I mean, you're buying stuff off QVC. I mean, that's. I you, mean, we've 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 really hit the uh, what middle age. You know, we're we're the now the mom show. Um, but no, I want to uh, get started with that. We had a conversation with Steve Roberts uh, during the show this morning a uh, little bit about the latest vaccination uh, push and, you know, what's going wrong with the federal government's push. And I, you know, it was halfway through the conversation and my head started to explode the way it does whenever we have this talk and it, talking about what's going wrong, you know, what strategy can they use? And, I, you know, how many times do we need to ask this question before you just start realizing, hey, you know, maybe the best strategy to use is just to stop, right? It's right. just to stop... Talking about is to realize that no matter what side of the aisle you are, no matter what type of politician you are, that you're a politician, half the people don't really like you that much anyway, right? (laughs) The other half, you know, maybe like you, and there's maybe a 20% who really like you, but still, you're starting off with, you know, 50 50 opinion on you at best, and then you keep on going. You're the person who keeps uh, the topic in the conversation, you're making all the pushes, You're, and then you wonder, well, why isn't it going as uh, planned? Well, maybe people don't want to listen to the same person. And this, like we said, it goes to both sides of the aisle. It doesn't matter if you're Joe Biden or Andrew Cuomo giving the message that we talked about so many times, and it doesn't matter if you're uh, Donald Trump giving the message because... What did Andrew Cuomo say when it was Donald Trump giving the message? Right. Oh, I'm not going to trust no. any, uh, you know, anything from the federal government and what they have to say.
2: 35 people test this vaccine I, first.
1: That it was. It's amazing that even after that, we're still – and they have no one to blame but themselves, right? We right. talked about uh, the, the public opinion of Dr. Fauci. I mean, you look, when Dr. Fauci spoke to the New York Times, you know, he was asked by the reporter, what's the herd immunity threshold? Why do you keep raising it? And he said to the New York Times in this article that he intentionally gave a lower number at first because he didn't believe the public was ready to hear what he really thinks. So once you get (laughs) caught doing that, and you're not even caught, you're just admitting that you're not giving out accurate information, you lose a lot of people who aren't going to listen to you anymore because they look at you and say – Well, why would I believe this? It's when the L.A. Times in February ran a story about the California variant then, not even the Delta variant, but the California variant with the headline. This was the headline. California's coronavirus strain looks increasingly dangerous. The devil is already here. What's happened since then? Uh, The cases in California have just dropped uh, off a cliff uh, ever since that headline was ran in February. You have enough of this. It shouldn't be surprising when people don't start to listen to you and take everything you say as 100% truth because it's been a year of this kind of stuff. So when you're looking for a new strategy of how to get people to maybe come around with the idea that uh, vaccine might be better for their overall health, maybe backing off would be the best idea. And you know what? That is the strategy that has been over the last week here in New York State, right? The governor has backed off. uh, The county executive backed off. We haven't heard anything from uh, them in quite a while. It's been great. I don't know what's been going on uh, with the vaccination rate, but we did hear from the governor's office yesterday that uh, the um, – I'm trying to think. of Two-thirds of everybody eligible – is now uh has uh, partially uh vaccine, or something has along at least those lines shot. has at least one shot so uh, obviously more people have been getting the vaccine and what happened when you look at hospitalizations what in the western new york region the last reported number 15 people hospitalized now i know that most of those this number is a little skewed because of population most of those are in erie county but if you take uh the western new york region 15 people that's a five county region that's three people per county hospitalized due to COVID, according to the latest state number. So all these things are pretty good, and these things have happened when we stop hearing so much uh, about this. So I just, if you're going to ask the question, right, if you're going to ask the question like it's some crazy, you know, thing, like, oh, what do we do now, maybe the best answer has been the one that's (laughs) sitting in front of you, Right? Uh, all along. As somebody just chimed in on our text board, 803 The more the government pushes, the less I'm listening. It's a natural human response, as we've talked about so many times. Uh, back off. Trust that people will do the right thing for themselves, their families, right. and their community. And
2: guess what? That's exactly what's going to happen. I- I've been saying this since, you know, you, you did the-, the big push the first few months. But I- I've been saying this since. People know the vaccine's out there. You know, people know... Uh, vaccines for whatever it is are out there. They don't need someone. And, and you know, y- you look at Dr. Anthony Fauci, and I don't mean to pick on Dr. Fauci. Uh, continue to pick on Dr. Fauci. However, you know, you can say, okay, things with the with the uh, with COVID nineteen changed. Things with the virus change over the last year. But herd immunity has always been the same, right? And it, if you look at state by state numbers, the original number that for some reason kept on getting raised, the original number was the number. It's like whoever... Well, the
1: problem is that there was a number to begin with. Because if you ask anyone who... Uh, an infectious disease doctor or anyone who um, is invested in the statistics of this, they will tell you that treating herd immunity like it's a light switch is not the right way to look at it. You treat it like it's a dimmer switch, right? right. I, I mean, at 50%, you reach a level. And then there's another level. And it's, it's not a... Boom! We're in in the clear once a certain number gets hit. No, it's a it's a level that it, the light gets brighter, it gets dimmer, and it doesn't have to keep getting brighter. It could get bright and then a little dimmer, or it could get dimmer and then bright. It, it goes along like that. So I mean, really talking about it in that way in the first place was probably not the best way. And now here is the latest. on good, I didn't even bring this up. We didn't have the time uh, with Steve Roberts this morning. But on his own network on Good Morning America, what did the uh, thing say? On, we don't have the sound up, obviously, because we're talking. But we do have the uh, station up. And what did it say on the bottom of the screen? Pfizer pushes for vaccine booster. Right. Now, is that the way to convince people about it? Nope. The company making the vaccine and making money it pushes for the vaccine booster when it's... Dr. Russo tells me <laughs> that you need the vaccine. That's when you start listening uh, out of his own, you know, accord and his own uh, looking at things. When he says that totally by itself, that's when I start to listen. If the headline is going to continually be Pfizer pushes for vaccine booster, and then you follow that up with, Oh, there's this new resistance to getting the vaccine. I wonder why. I you don't have to wonder why. It's it's not that hard to figure out.
2: By the way, and they're saying a booster to a variant that so far and we it feels like we've been talking about the Delta variant for months now. I know it's only been a few weeks, but it feels like we've been talking about for months. Now Pfizer's saying, "Oh, you might need a booster for that variant that there is no proof, not yeah. any proof that that variant has uh, been able to break through more vaccinated people than any other variant." And that's another thing that plays into people's distrust is because we've been hearing this is the variant this is the variant that is going to uh, that's going to weaken the vaccine or it's going to be more uh, more breakthrough cases because of this variant and guess what as you said Brian numbers are still going down that's simply not true and it's uh, you go. You go to the old, uh, the old example. Cry. Uh, you cry. Woof. How many times? Mm-hmm. And, and eventually, people just aren't going to listen. And, and people are just getting sick of nothing. But when we talk about this, it's still doom and gloom. And it's you got to do this. And I'm sending people door to door. That's that's the last thing people want. People. The last thing people want are is you going door to door after it's every little thing has been doom and gloom from the beginning.
1: I don't know. I think doing nothing might uh, work better doing, at this point. You know,
2: that's that was that's been my answer a lot in life, but this time I think it actually is the right answer. Um,
1: but no, and then uh, it brought up another thing that we were talking with Congressman Higgins about earlier this morning, and uh, that is when it comes to the border and, of course, the conversation around covid has been so different whether you're in Canada or here in the US and who you've been listening to and it just brought up another one of these things and you can feel free to let us know 8030930 if there's any um you know pandemic terms that you're so sick of hearing right new now. normal yeah something like that that you uh, have heard over and over again and you're just kind of uh, over and done with this right uh, and one of them for me and you hear it every time is uh, developing a plan right <laughs> we're, we're planning on we have to develop the plan and that's what we've been hearing about the US Canada border and it kind of drove me to the point of we had uh, the congressman on we just uh, replayed some of that interview a few uh, minutes ago just uh, we're developing a plan to soon be able to allow uh vaccinated people only to cross the border and I um, well, then that's the plan, right? right? You're not developing the plan. You just told me the plan. <laughs> Deve- uh, vaccinated people across cross the border. So do it. Plan developed. The- boom. You develop the plan, implement it today yeah. uh, in a few hours. Uh, phone call all the uh, border crossings. Uh, let, let people know at the airports. Hey, here's our plan. This is what we're going to do. Uh, if you want to cross the border, let's uh, go ahead. It-
2: can things not be that simple? That seems very simple. and I'd like to know what else is going to come out of this plan. What
1: else is that in is the plan. plan? And
2: you know what? We could have put that plan together two months ago. I mean, that, that that plan did not need time to develop. People were putting it together a year
1: ago. Actually, if you asked Justin Trudeau about that a year ago, he would have uh, backed off of that. That's a little right. too much. He was totally <laughs> against the idea of only vaccinated people being able to go. But now that that is – I haven't seen the plan. It seems like a very simple one-sentence plan.
2: That's that's Um, that's it.
1: But it's too much to implement as of right now. They're talking about maybe by the end of the month, is the plan. I. It's like the Blue Jays. Well, you submitted a plan to return to. uh, Submit a plan with. What's the plan? We are going to play our games here. That's the plan. Like, what else is in this plan? Legal speak, Brian. Legal speak. It's going things, to be thirty pages. We've made everything so complicated, and that is kind. That, that is the thing that I'm. I think most tired with over the last sixteen months is that we are overcomplicating everything that doesn't have what? to be overcomplicated. That's, we we need a, an extensive plan. How? How are we going to, uh, you know, have the Blue Jays play? How are we going to open schools in the fall? We need an extensive plan or you just need the school bus to show up in front of my door and pick me up and
2: then I'll be in school. And there's the plan. But that's because for the last year and a half, everything government has done has affected our lives during the pandemic. But this is how this is how government always works, right? It's always something that should be simple, but complicating, complicating the simple has always been has always been government. The unfortunate thing is now it's something that actually we live the effects of. We see the effects of in real time. And that's why it's, well, do you really need all this? Do we need to let you do you need 18 people working in your office? Because you just told me this. Do you need 18 other people uh, previewing this, reading over this, communicating this? Uh, I just got the sentence from you. And I think we're seeing more and more how uh, how annoying and unnecessary a lot of government slash legal speak
1: is. I, I am just that's the thing that tires me out is the, the plan. I'm maybe it's because I'm not a planner. My wife would tell you this. When it comes to planning events, Joe, you'll find out b- before the end of the month when it comes time for your bachelor party. I'm not a great planner, um, but it's, I, I, you know, I go somewhere, I bring the bare minimum. I don't plan. I'm always forgetting something, and you know, I don't make a list in my head or on a phone or anything like that of what I need to take with me. I don't, you know, have this lengthy plan of. Uh, itinerary wherever we're going, I just kind of am, maybe that's why I'm so a little dismayed over this, and you actually do need way more planning than I actually think you do, but I don't know, some of these things, I feel like we've had a plan for the past like 200 years um, to do, to be able to pull off correctly, and we've been following it, and uh, we could probably
2: use the old plan. I think some of the best events of my life have been unplanned. So I, I am not one for planning. I am one for last minute because when you do things last minute, it's just more fun. But you look at the borders. I could go along with this, Brian, if you said, OK, develop a plan because the borders are actually closed. But nothing's closed. Things are still going. People are still crossing the peace bridge. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they have to get things back to work. Those things have been going on the entire time. It really, with this, now I know it's a case-by-case basis. With this, I think it really is that simple as, hey, you bring your Excelsior pass or, uh, or your vaccination card, and guess what? Clifton Hill is reopened to you. You can finally, and I know you've been waiting for this, Brian, you can finally get back to Margaritaville, Niagara Falls. Yeah.
1: You know exactly what I've been looking forward to. Don't have to remind you. But, I, I, you know, it's just the, the hearing, the plans, the the plan, whether it's the plan to get people vaccinated that apparently isn't working as well as they thought, even though we had months to kind of figure out exactly. We have months to listen to people. And they're st- the problem is they're still not listening to people, the people who they're trying to reach, because they're sending a clear message. Right? And they have been for a while. And there's been all these polls. There's been focus groups. And you know exactly. And we're just not doing it. And we haven't been before. And the plan to get back into Canada, it's, you know, come on. Let's uh, hurry up and make a plan. I,
2: Go ahead. Do you think politicians... Because we know what the polls say, and they all say the same thing. The people who aren't vaccinated are people who don't listen to politicians, to government. But do you think there's just too many people in our American government on both sides of the aisle who are – who have too much of an ego to actually believe that there are people out there that won't listen to them? Joe,
1: I, I don't believe that any politician has an ego. Oh, that's okay. a ridiculous. I'm a sorry. ridiculous question! I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of plans, I, this is you're actually being asked to make a plan because the Goo Goo Dolls have announced they're coming to Buffalo. They're going to play a KeyBank Center. Oh, make it by calendar. It should be a huge uh, show uh, in September. Of 2022. Right. Uh, so you're going to need to plan well in advance if uh, you're buying a ticket this upcoming Friday, which is, I mean, that's a that's a long time. It's over a year. To be holding on to tickets, even if those tickets are in, like, email form. I mean, to buy tickets on Friday
2: and keep them for, like, a year and a half? I would argue it's more difficult to keep them in email form because I, mean, I get that certain number in my email, everything gets deleted. <laughs>
1: It's, yeah, I'm uh, the same way. But I would plan, would you ever plan to go to space?
2: To real space?
1: Yes. What about the space we saw yesterday? No. No? That's fake space.
2: I disagree. No, that's fake space. I, I think that is. I want to go to real space. I want to go where I'm, you know, out of the Earth, into the orbit. I had to go through the atmosphere. I wanna be in real space. Not just you need to hey. go through
1: training to get to the space.
2: Yeah. Okay. I'm willing to do that. I, I don't want to go to the tip of Earth and ooh, look, I'm floating a little bit and now we're home. I want to, if I'm gonna to go to space, I am dedicated to go to space. I want someone to actually go to space. I don't know. I feel like I've been teased. I feel like this is all one big
1: tease. I don't I like this new rich person space. Um, and then real space is left to the smart people. Who get to go up to the space station and stuff like that, right? I mean, that's what we're. But if I
2: go to, I want to go to the space station. Like, I want to see the space station, right? Well, I don't think we we don't fall into either category. No, we're rich neither. Or smart. But if <laughs> if if someone walked in here and said, "Here is a check, I am giving you this to go to space to fund your space trip and to fund your training," then I my my goal will to either be to step on the moon or go to the space station.
1: I. Uh... I don't know. I I kind of like the more I looked at this uh, trip over uh, the weekend from Richard Branson, the more I liked it. You can let us know 803-0930. three oh nine thirty. You're listening to Be and Beamer here on WB.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing
1: new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s. It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for twenty five bucks per line per month
2: with eligible trade in when you switch. It's BMAS and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. BMAS and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. You know, Brian, i want to go back to, to space talk for a second. And, and this, I think, is what it really boils down to for me. If I'm going to waste this time and money, I want to waste time and money on real space. You know I can waste my my time on a, and money on a lot of things here and ground here on the ground, but if I am going to take a risk, I want to go to real space, and, and I just feel like we are we are celebrating these achievements that aren't real achievements. <laughs> it's not <a> real <laughs> achievement.
1: I mean, he went to uh, like I said, I'm calling it space. He went floating around in microgravity to space. I'm looking at the image. If To me, if you can see the curvature of the Earth, you can kind of see different levels of atmosphere, and you look up and it's just completely
2: black all around you, that's space. But in space talk, that's not space. They're still on the Earth. According to who?
1: There's no uh, perfect definition. That's what I've learned from reading uh, as much as I have over the last 24 hours or so, that there's no real definition defined start to space that there's a few different ideas but there's nothing that's like really defined as where space begins mm. i i think this was very cool over the weekend of his flight into space it for a couple of reasons the first of is i think if space is going to become a tourist thing yes which i 100% believe it will This is going to be the way for most people because it's not taking off in a rocket, which is still a very dangerous thing to do. Well, I I shouldn't say that. I don't know how dangerous it is for sure, but I've seen enough um, in my lifetime for me to say that's dangerous. Yes. Right. And it, it is a little uneasy and it's just a different level of propulsion and g-force and like all this other thing that you'd have to train for where this is more i mean it's a rocket propelled plane but it looks more like an airplane and it looks like something that people are familiar with you're not wearing all the headgear and like all this other stuff it looks like something that people can go from the street and hop on within uh, 24 hours notice let me
2: say this Yes, it's cool. I'm not saying it's not cool. It's cool. But when I was told that we were going to have space travel, I thought we meant real space travel. Yes, do I think it's cool that they got to the edge of Earth, that they're floating around, they didn't have to wear all the bulky equipment, that's great. But where the hell are you going? You're just going up there to to float around for a few seconds and then come back down to Earth? I mean... If I go into space, I can go to the moon, I can go to the (laughs) space station. (laughs) (laughs) i mean i i I
1: could spend a day circling the earth i mean that's like you're talking years and years
2: and like we haven't been to the moon in decades but i thought when they said people in space that's what they meant i feel like it's false advertising i think it's cool don't get me wrong that is really awesome they were floating around and, and stuff you're waiting on them building the space hotel right exactly
1: okay like, and that's your definition of space. I thought, like,
2: we could go up to space. Hey, there's Elon Musk's Moon Man, right? You, you know, little attractions on your way somewhere. <laughs> no. Like, I, I just, I feel like this, this, uh, this Virgin Galactic thing, you go to the edge of, of Earth, you float around for a little bit. Oh, that's cool. That's nice. It's like an attraction. Well, yeah. Well, you're not going anywhere.
1: I mean, the whole thing, you, you, but still, you're not going anywhere. What's your. Um, what's your final destination if you go to actual space in your little fantasy world? <laughs> well, I'm, I'm there for more than a few minutes. You're there for a few days. I mean, you're still. I feel like you're I feel in the like, same
2: space. But I feel like what what these billionaires are doing, it, it they're it's really their own little version of a Disney World ride. This isn't really a trip. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I, I mean,
1: know. you're going. I mean, to the edge of space. Th- to me, this is my. This is how I would. Um, Uh, define it in my uh, word, is if I were to go up into space, Yeah, the main thing for me that I would want to, you hear this all the time from astronauts and other people who have been up there, the main thing for me would be this uh, perspective that everybody talks about. That you get this level of perspective from being up there and seeing the you know, in, at the space station, they're looking at the blue marble, you know, of seeing the earth and, you know, having this almost otherworldly perspective on life in totality. That'd be awesome. And as high up as you need to be to get that, that's where I would define making it worth it and making it a worthwhile adventure. And I, you know, I have no way of knowing I've never been up there. Obviously, if you're high up enough to go to the space station or you're on the moon, you, you that perspective is there, right? And you have that. Um, but I, maybe this is, you know, from looking at the onboard video, you kind of see that a little bit. Yeah. You get that greater perspective of what else is out there, of looking back at, you know, kind of how small the world seems when you start to see it curve and things like that. I is that enough? I, we'll see in a week if uh, the Amazon rocket ship is better. But I, that to me is what the space travel is all about. because there is no great you know. What, what am I going to the moon? What's, uh, I guess. I don't, do I need to be at the moon? Well, there's oh, there's somewhere really to see, but there's nowhere to go. That's the whole point. Like I, there's nowhere. You're not meeting up with someone on Mars. You know, there's no one there. There's uh, you're not <laughs> like going through the asteroid belt. You're just kind of going up there in my eyes, to get that perspective on the world and what actually is out there that you can't really see with the atmosphere and all the light pollution and everything that we have here, that is what you're going up there to see. And anywhere where you're far enough to get that, that's where it would be worth it to me. And why I think this is kind of the thing is if you're far enough to get that and It looks like something that you're kind of familiar with, which is airplane travel. That is, I mean, that's it. That's the thing that's going to take off and be like this uh, big success. I mean, not at the price tag of a quarter million dollars, it's not. Yeah. But you look at how much did you pay for a flat screen TV 15 years ago? Good point. I, I don't think it's going to be a quarter million dollars for, I mean, I'm not... I'm not 100% sure on that. I don't know what fuel it uses to propel, how expensive that's going to be, or or whatever. But I would think that that's the one that's going to take off a lot sooner than strapping someone to a rocket would, right? Because that is the nervous
2: part about going into space for, (laughs) I
1: think, a lot of people. It's strapping yourself
2: to a rocket. I think I'm just more embarrassed because I really did think these billionaires were going to the space station. So...
1: I had a I don't a, think they let you on there just because you have a line. They're of money.
2: billionaires. Hey, I'm Elon Musk. Yeah, I don't you think it was. You took my rocket way. up here a few that's, times ago. Like I said, that's smart people space. Yeah. They're
1: hovering around in rich people space and smart people but space Elon is Musk, a level higher. Elon
2: Musk has been in that smart people world. It was his SpaceX that last docked oh, yeah. on the space station. I
1: mean that is like that's a totally different thing, right? The SpaceX and what yeah. we're talking about here. This is really designed at trying to get people out there. And I would have an interest in doing that. I think that would be. I've been told I'm out there. Very cool. You've been out there, but not actually physically out there. You can physically get out to the George Norrie world um, if you just kind of lay down a stack of cash.
2: Yeah, I, I just for the price tag, I, I, I guess you are right because where are you really going? It's you're not taking. It's not you're not taking. You know, US Air and visiting somebody. I just, I think for the money. To me, it's it's a glorified amusement park ride. Right? You
1: can't think about the money right now, though. That's the part because the people who are taking this are not the type of right. people who are thinking about the yeah. money, right? Yeah. Like we, Katy Perry, Ashton Kutcher, like they' This is for people who are not worried about the money. Right? Like I'm not. Thinking about the money, because I think about the money on my flight from Buffalo to New York. (laughs) Like that's and that's a huge thing. And you spend weeks and weeks trying to save like ten dollars if you can on that one flight. And that is the big deal. Like that that means that this is not for us. Right. (laughs) This is not for anyone probably listening to this. Uh, This is not for either of us because we're concerned about the money. If the money gets down to a level of no concern, then you start thinking
2: about it, and then it's like, hey, I I think this would be pretty cool. It's, co- it's cool. It's a glorified amusement park ride. I mean, that's really what it is. It's cool. You know, the Superman ride of steel is cool.
1: I mean, I think it's The Viper little,
2: is cool. It's a little more in the
1: glorified amusement park ride. Mm. You're, it's space. Yeah. It's you're getting off this planet that... Everybody has been on. But you're for the not. Enti- yes, you are. You literally are. <laughs> you're off the ground and you're into the big black void of space where only a handful of people in the history of humanity have ever been. There's uh, Anyone can go on the Viper. I've been on it. Uh, it's great. No, no knock on the yeah, Viper. Yeah. But it's
2: not. You're comparing it to space travel. But... It's, I don't want to get into this debate. It's not space. They're not wearing any kind of gear. They didn't have to break through. They did not technically leave Earth. They didn't leave Earth's atmosphere to get into space, or they would have had to be on a rocket.
1: Well, they would, I mean, it's they an were amusement there. park
2: ride. They were close enough. Yeah. They, to me,
1: the definition of space, the black is all around you, and that you're up there in in it. Yeah. And You left Earth. I'll give to this. me, if you jumped right now, I would count that as leaving Earth. For a brief fraction of a second that you were off the ground. You were off the ground. You were off Earth. The Earth was spinning beneath you. I
2: don't know if that's how it works. Uh, while, you, you spin with the Earth as long as you're here.
1: Yeah, but I you're kind of leaving it. They did leave the Earth. They left the, uh, the part where all of humanity has been. I want to get a
2: smart person on to talk about this.
1: They went to that second <laughs> layer. Um, that's, you know, right. If you're not in orbit, I guess it's not quite the same. I, I can't believe so many people. I think this is, if you were on the flight, you'd have a very different, if you were on that flight, you yeah. would say I was in space.
2: Mm, if I was on that no flight, doubt. if I, if I had the money and I paid to be on that flight, I would have said this was very disappointing. I thought I was going to space.
1: <laughs> I, if we go over to our, uh, text board, eight zero three zero nine three zero, I can't believe how many people are uh, on your side with I, this? Someone's saying you're right. Uh, another person saying that if you're not in orbit, <laughs> you're not with it. And they compared it to the Blue Angels. Um, you know,
2: because I, I want to. And say then
1: this. someone uh, joking me: If I'm on a swing, I'm leaving Earth. Kind of. I say kind of. Well, actually, no. If you're on the swing, you are. It's when you leap to the off ground. the
2: the swing. When you jump yep. from
1: the swing, you're kind of leaving Earth for a little bit.
2: But you know. Because I've seen that perspective getting as far up as you can for one of those. Didn't someone do this a few years ago? They skydive from the yeah, highest point they can get to. That was crazy. He wasn't in space. Yeah, I I know that. Okay. But this is
1: this is space. Actually, he might have been in space. You're talking about the guy who I mean, he basically blacked out on a sky. He did the world's highest skydive. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to remember where exactly he was uh, jumping from? If he was in space, he wouldn't have gone back down to Earth. Well, yeah, that's true. But he was, I'm looking at the image right now. This guy's in space. He's jumping from, you can see the black above, the Earth below, the Earth's curve. He's jumping out of what I would call a space pod in a space suit. And he is, I mean, he's going back to Earth. A supersonic free fall is what they called it. And when you look at this image, that counts as space. I, you know, And if you were there, and if anyone here um, was there, I think you would agree with me that that counts as space. Dave in Lockport, you're on WBEM. What do you think?
3: Good morning. I want to uh, reinforce Joe's opinion. I want to share with you just because I'm older. That when Alan Shepard went suborbital to be the first American in space, the Russians mocked that because Yuri Gagarin, the first man in space, went for orbital. He was orbital. So I agree with Joe. Uh, This little suborbital flight that was done by Alan Shepard oh so long ago, you got to go in orbit. At least, you can't go to the space station, you can't go to the moon. At least be in orbit. You know, do do twenty orbits, 23 orbits. What-
2: twenty-two orbits.
3: Twenty-two orbits. <laughs> uh, how many orbits you want, Joe? Take what.
2: Dave, you I, 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 you have to be in orbit. I will one hundred percent agree with that. You can do one orbit, and you went to space. Twenty-two orbits. Now we're having some fun. Yeah.
1: I, I, I think you would have a different idea if you do you think your opinion would be changed if you were actually on the flight or if you were this skydiver uh who was you know uh, high enough to see the earth's curve and to see blackness all around you don't you think your uh, idea of this would be a little bit different
3: all right i'm going to go really provincial on you gentlemen if i go out to outwater park in lockport and i look northwest a little bit i can see the skyline of toronto I don't see as much as I should see because I see the curvature of the Earth.
1: <laughs> you're pretty high up. If you if you jumped, um, you know, up in the air, and landed on your feet for that brief moment, you're up in the air.
3: Dave, I would say you're in space. Well, that's one way of looking at it. But I just wanted to take you guys back to to the nine year old I was that was so excited about the space program, and that we finally, I thought. Wow, we caught up to the Russians, and then the reality hit me that, no, Alan Shepard was suborbital. So he did that little 15-minute pop, and, and, you know, he came back down. But everybody remembers John Glenn because John Glenn was the first American. I,
1: I Listen, Dave, I'll give you that. I thank you for the call, and that's a good point. John Glenn, you know, the first man in orbit, and that's what everyone kind of considers space. And that is honestly... Before I saw the details about this flight and the Bezos flight, that is what I thought that they were doing. I thought yeah. you were going into orbit. Yeah. Until- because in my head, that is what I would have considered. If you're going on a space flight, that is what you think in your head. But for all intents and purposes, it's less of a scientific definition than it is a feeling. And if you truly feel like you are in space at that moment, even if there's a little touch of gravity, even if, you know, there's still a, that a little bit of atmosphere holding you in, I think that
2: counts as space for the most part. Yeah, I mean... You, they can tell the story however they want to tell the story. And Brian, until Friday uh, when you broke the news to me, uh, I thought they were going into orbit. I thought all three of these guys were going into orbit. I feel, I feel like that's where most of this of my of my anger comes from. You know, hey, go have fun. They float around. That's awesome. But I just feel like I was misled. I've uh, the, all these inventions, all these companies popping up. I feel like I was misled. I thought they were taking us to real space. They're taking us to half space. <laughs>
1: I don't know half space. I don't. People are making fun of my uh, definition of space. Is Lenda in space when he walks? Um, depends on how high he is uh, up there on that wire. But I would say, I mean, there's like, there's definitely levels of this. He's obviously not in space. That's not what I would consider space. But you get the general idea. I get what you're saying. That I'm I'm going with here. If you're kind of, if you're breaking through the level, my colloquial definition would be if you are up high enough where it is. You need that visor. You need the sunshade. Um, you need um, a pressurized, uh, extremely pressurized cabin like what they had on this flight over the weekend. And you can see the void around you. If you were to go in either direction you're for a while, you'd say, all right, this is, we're not able to go back without some rocket propulsion. I think you're in space enough. And I, I just... You know, to look at this image of the uh, guy who ba- basically skydove from space, and to tell me that that's not in space, <laughs> right? I mean, that's that's space. Like I, that, you are so high up uh, above the ground and of Earth,
2: that has to be it. Close to space. Speaking of uh, speaking of things that go out into space, tonight's the home run derby. Brian, do you do you watch the home run derby? No. What time's it on? It's on at 8 o'clock. Yeah. No. Now, is that because of the time, or do you think the Home Run Derby kind of loses its luster after 15? Um,
1: Because of the time. time. Okay. I think if I was, you know, really up and watching TV, you know, past 8 o'clock like that, I would probably switch it on for a few minutes. I wouldn't watch this whole thing, like, front to back. It, but I, it, Maybe when I was younger, I would have, but I... Uh,
2: I think it's mostly to do with the time. I love baseball, as you know. I love the All-Star Game, actually. I don't usually stay up for the entire home run derby, but for the second— remember, there was not one last year. So for the second year in a row, I'll have to stay up for this one because uh, Pete Alonzo is defending his crown tonight. You know, he's a, the New York Mets' first baseman, by the way. Oh. Cool. So yeah, I just I just wanted to see where your interest level was for the home run derby.
1: I think I, I think we found it. It's uh, you know it's uh, suborbital. Let's uh, say that. And
2: <laughs> while <laughs> while we're talking baseball, congratulations to Will East catcher Joe Mack. drafted 31st by the Marlins. Brian, you've been drafted 31st by the Marlins. You know how I feel about that organization. Not very well run. You're also committed to Clemson. Are you going to play in single A or are you going to Clemson? You're probably
1: I if it were my decision, I'm probably going to Clemson. I'm probably to Clemson. going to school. Okay. Single A baseball, there's not a lot of uh I mean that's not like the attractive No like
2: uh, campus like Clemson University that And maybe if, if Miami still had an A rookie team in Batavia, hey, maybe that plays into his decision. But they don't. The muck dogs are not a single-A Miami Marlins affiliate anymore. So, yeah, I'd probably go play ACC. Jeez,
1: you thought the space talk was a little wonky. My goodness. Congratulations, Joe Mack. What was that? (laughs) Uh, um, We'll be back here tomorrow, Beam as and Beamer on WBEN. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours